0: This week on Kettle of Fish, fashion designer Bobby Love stops by to talk about finding your happy place.
1: Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray! So hooray hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty, guys. Welcome to Kettle Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 30-minute comedy money shot after today's 90-minute political foreplay. Um, Let me go ahead and introduce D, our producer. Um, you are always fashionably late, but always in style, sequence producer. You are the tie-dye to my Birkenstock, the nose ring to my Doc Martens, and the mullet to my parachute pants. He's I have,
0: i have only never worn two of those things i have never owned parachute pants and i have never worn a mullet but everything oh. else i have worn i i loved birkenstocks for way longer than i should have i love doc martens even to this day and i i still i dig my tie-dye man i don't know what it is i just you know
1: yeah. Dude, I had parachute pants. My cousin, just to play to a prank that. on me, it's okay. told my mother <laughs> what was in style when I was like in sixth grade were these lime green parachute <laughs> pants, and she, and she bought them for me for my birthday and made me wear them to school. Mm-hmm. And I actually took a knife and cut them all the way down one side of the leg and said I fell down the hill and ripped them <laughs> because I got such shit for wearing those lime green parachute mm. pants in sixth grade.
0: Well, fortunately now the lines of what is acceptable in fashion have just they're way, way open. Like our Yeah, um, you didn't wear that
1: back in no. like nineteen eighty. But our son, You know, I forgot to um introduce myself too. I am your seafaring podcasting captain of the Internet way wave- airwaves, Nick the Saucy one Cat Source, broadcasting to you live as always from Meth Mountain, Tennessee. That yes. doesn't have enough oomph, right? It, it doesn't. Not for the not it. for this one. It's
0: okay. Uh yeah, no. I mean like our our son has these pants with flames all over them. And that is like, those are his favorite pants. And the only reason I won't let him wear them in public is because they're pajama pants and they have the button fly. So I said, Look, if you sell him clothes, then I don't care. Uh, and he's wearing them uh, right now. He had to come show right, let's me.
1: jump on over to Fern, a girl who shops at <laughs> thrift stores, drinks at dive bars, and swears like a sailor, but still always keeps it classy. Fern Hart.
2: Oh, my God. I think that's the most accurate introduction that you've ever given for me. Is that is totally one perfect.
1: Is it better I did last hour for a funny thing about politics? I, I mean, good.
2: I'm not going to say it's better, but it maybe is more accurate. Mm-hmm. I, I do shop Agreed. at thrift stores. I do drink at dive bars. I You know, I this is totally 100% accurate. I, and Dee, and by the way, talking about the tie-dye and then Nick talking about his birthday, I kind of tied the two together. So if you guys are coming this summer... I'm thinking yes. maybe come a day or two early, and we should just have like a tie
0: dye party. Yes, we'll make our you own know? clothes. I will tie dye yeah, dresses.
1: The vinyl um, Adidas pants I used to wear those all the time, Ugh, and they don't make them anymore.
0: No, those,
2: now the parachute matter. pants weren't those considered like the empty hammer pants, which yeah. I used to call empty hamper pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yes. I, I,
1: this was pre MC Hammer. I think
0: that's what you're thinking. Oh about, yeah. Though.
2: See, this is how into into fashion I am. I mean, I like eclectic stuff, um, which is awesome for today's guest. But I'm not a big. I mean, I can wear camos out, or I can wear you know a leather out, or I can wear punk out. Like
0: mm-hmm. I, I don't really have a style.
1: You you cross all genres being the little moderate that you are. It's
0: whatever's comfortable. That's what it is.
1: All righty. Dee, tell us everything we've got coming up and who we've got on the show today.
0: Yes. So we've got 10 tons of things coming up. Um, Uh, next week on Kettle of Fish, we will have comedian Eliza Skinner, who you may know from a bunch of late night TV. Uh, the week after that, we have The Funny Thing About Politics on a special Wednesday night episode with actor James Morrison of just about everything on TV that I've ever seen. Um, then the 25th, we're gonna have Kettle of Fish is artist and animator Leah Shore, who's doing really great things lately, and that's our double day so we're also going to have actor david lander who you may know as squiggy from laverne and Shirley*. i'm a little bit excited about that one
1: Um, just a little bit
0: just a little bit then uh we'll be back on march 11th because we're taking a break for fern's birthday on march 4th
1: oh yeah
0: (laughs) uh so we'll be back for
1: the big four O. What do you have planned for your big four O? No, she's not. She's I don't have
2: anything planned, unfortunately. I've been so busy with trying to get taxes done. My son's birthday's mm-hmm. on Tuesday. My daughter's birthday's in April. Kenny's birthday's March twenty first. When you're doing one of your big shows, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have anything planned, but I'm sure it's going to involve a lot of drinking, which is why I cannot do a show on Sunday because my birthday's
0: Saturday. Night. Will you
1: do something for me. Will you just sit in a beanbag chair and drink tequila all day? For like twelve hours straight.
0: That would be fun. Honestly, that sounds like
2: more like punishment. I tend to stay away from tequila because it makes me six foot tall, uh, my clothes fall off, and completely invisible to law enforcement. So yes. I've learned to stay away from the Jose.
0: <laughs> yep, that's what we're gonna yeah, do for yeah. my birthday this year. Uh, yeah, but we'll be back on March seventh with our never mind we won't be back on that that day because uh that is a wednesday and we're not having uh, a music show that night we're having a really big one uh on kenny's birthday but before that, on March 11th, we're going to have comedian Ember Knight is back. Then on the 18th, we're going to have The Funny Thing About Politics with Jensenko from The Brainwashing of My Dad. And the 21st, we are having a quad show. It's going to be insane. We're having Max Sabbath. We're having Abby the Spoon Lady. We're having Oakley Dokley and Cowabunga Pizza Time. Oh. I like
1: that. Quad. Is it quad rock? It's Can I start a new genre rock. called quad rock?
0: Yes. Uh, and then the t- we're going to run out the month of March with the 25th. We're going to have Mary Latham of moregoodtoday.com, who is traveling the country finding stories that will uplift and improve oh. your uh, positivity ratios, which is a new word I just made up as well.
1: That hits um, Fern right in her sunshine emoji.
0: Yes. It
2: because my psychic sunshine emoji? Yes. Except it won't be psychic. It'll be like conversation it's be sunshine right. emojis. Yeah. Like the whole thing will be a nice, awesome sunshine emoji. It will be. So
1: it's if you love sunshine things.
0: and positive, definitely a show to check out. Finally, um, some
1: positive. We've been yes. doing a lot of positive lately, huh? And
0: then yeah, and then the twenty eighth, we we're gonna. It end the month with Cecilia Ballstrom of The Baboon Show. But today, today is a special day, my dears. So special that it stopped raining and being so flipping cold for just a little while because it is the 75th episode of Kettle of Fish right here now. Super excited with, um, you know, I don't know how you found this guest today, Nick, but I found this guest through our new friend Bonnie Morgan, who is just the most bubbly it's like if you took a giant ball of red glitter and made it explode in your face but not get you in the eyes i think that's bonnie (laughs) she's great um so i was looking on her page and saw these fantastic amazing just the most interesting outfits and hats that i'd ever seen in my life um and that was today's guest mr bobby love hi bobby
1: hello how are y'all Good. we are great i cannot thank you for calling in today i know um friday and saturday you're at the awardian ball so i know you've got to be wiped out from that experience um what was the ball like let's jump right in what was the ball like and what did you wear
3: well the ball is um is a guardian with um um Victorian the Guardian style uh, is, is one of two or three major costume balls in Los Angeles area and um, it's always you know um, star-studded with like really incredible costumes and and performers they have uh, circus performers and they have different very artistic, interesting dancers and performers, and it's just a magical evening. Um, This year, they had two uh, uh, balls. Friday is the Aquarian Ball World's Fair, and Saturday is the Ball with more dancing, and um, it's it's just lovely. And what I always try to do is to, my shtick is I bring three major costumes per night, per, per ball. So every event I go to, I usually bring three costumes um, and do quick changes, and uh, it's quite fun.
1: Yeah, I noticed that when you put up pictures. I was like, "Wait a second! He's in a couple different outfits." How long did it take you to prepare for such a thing? Because everything you do is so elaborate. Um,
3: it probably take me about two days to prepare. You know, each ball. That's it. Wow. Only because, well, you know, I'm a, a fantasy couture designer. So I design about maybe 40 to 50 major costumes a year. So you know, in my closet, I always have tons and tons of costumes I can choose wow. from. So it's a matter of just picking oh. what I think is appropriate for the event, and um, and also I I design you know like pretty large major hats and headdresses. You know, so just pairing everybody everything together and make it look kind of fun and whimsical and uh, and interesting. So so uh, you know, uh, but to prepare to make these costumes, though, I make about 15 20 at a time i design them and i go to hong kong to have my tailor make them and then i go to uh, thailand to have my headdress guy make the hat and oh. headdresses. so those take about six months for about 10 or 15 um outfits or suites, what you call so so uh, you know the process is pretty lengthy because my work is pretty um detailed and i always try and do it over the top and fantastical and I feel like, you know, as adults, uh, we have a lot of financial responsibility and work, off. of course we all do, but we don't get a chance to play enough, you know, and I think people, when they see my costumes, I think it appeals to the, um, you know, the inner child in them, and everybody just happy when they, and they like that, when they see my costumes, and, and that's what I like to do, to bring people joy.
1: Could not agree more. I mean, when I look at yes. your webpage, you know, I look at your costumes, it definitely brings out the childlike wonder, right, Fern?
2: Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is like Alice in Wonderland meets Pirates of the Caribbean, which, by the way, I think you should totally costume style the next Pirates movie, because that would be fantastic. Oh my but gosh, it's so my intricate, God. and you're so – you are so amazing, the intricacies within everything, like – I'm not a huge fashion person, and you know, I don't take as much time as most women do to get ready and go out, because I'm just like, alright, I'm going to throw a look together, do my hair, my makeup, to try get to the make bar. everything go. Right, yeah, because I want to drink. But, you know, I want to look good when I go out, but a lot of women take a lot of time just to get mm-hmm. one outfit together with what's in their closet. Now, Bobby, you're designing this. This is so intricate and so immense and so vast. It is so beautiful and I look at it and I'm like not only would this be great for like a Pirates movie but honestly for a marching band like I know that sounds I know that sounds weird and off the wall but to have these marching bands in these intricate outfits with these gorgeous hats I don't know how that would work with Color Guard but it's just (laughs) amazing you are so talented I'm sorry I'm pouring over you but it, (laughs) it is just so beautiful I love it
3: thank you so much same. You know, um, I, um, I'm, my work is, uh, my, my artistic design is inspired by the art deco master Erte, you know, Erte yep. from uh, uh, last century, and he designed for like 50 years, and he does a lot of theater costumes and a lot of lithographs and serographs and sculptures, and, and Erte, you know, in my mind, is one of the art deco masters of all time. Um, So it's funny, but um, I actually met a gentleman named Stephen Artis, who is one of the preeminent uh, ERTE specialist um, uh, authority in in the country. And Stephen travels all around um, internationally to give seminars on ERTE and the Art Deco um, style. And so I attended one of Stephen's uh, presentations uh, of three years ago, and we become friends. And so uh, I had a conversation and with the messaging with uh, Stephen last year. And I uh, showed Stephen some of my newer costumes. And uh, some of my new costumes have those Erte wings, which is, you know, extend between the arm and the, and the hip. You know, they're called wings. And, um, and I said, Erte, uh, Stephen, you can uh, see that my work is inspired a lot by uh, Erte. And uh, you know, what Stephen told me, which I love, was that he said, Bobby Love, you are everything Erte and more.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, wow so here's the deal i got turned on to you by the fabulous one of my favorite people on this planet bonnie morgan and i'm looking at all these pictures with you and bonnie and her dad gary and and her sister and you guys seem like such a perfect fit together the energy level and the vibe is so perfect together tell us a little bit about your collaboration with the morgans and how you guys kind of met up and started working together
3: Yes, um, it's uh, it's very funny, but actually the the Flying Morgan is my next door neighbor, so. That's wow. How it's because I, I, I bought a house next door to them about, I don't know, 15 years ago. So uh, over the years, we just become good friends and very close. And I consider Bonnie and Molly Morgan my sisters. And, um, and I'm very much inspired by them artistically. And, uh, and they are very colorful people, as you know. They are circus performers, dancers, mm-hmm. and, and, and actors. And um, over the years, um, I, I, they're kind of like my muse. So, so I'm inspired by them and, and they always encourage me and, and um, um, artistically and they like a lot of circus things, uh, obviously, because Ger- Bond has been in a circus before and Gary likes the circus and they, they have been, perf- Gary Morgan, their father, has been in 40 movies, you know, so so they, you know, they, they like circus theme events and, and themes and so over the years, uh, it inspired me too. Um, I love the circus theme as well and um, and, and so we just, we just have, you know, Bonnie and I are basically the, the same person. You know, she's like my sister. And um, I, I designed a lot of clothes, and they, they wear them, and we do a lot of photo shoots together. Uh, we just did a major photo shoot a few months ago with a staff foreman from LA Weekly, and um, there was a huge photo shoot of my catalog about you know, everything i made in 18 months uh, and um, and it was beautiful. And I make a video out of it. And uh, I have made about four or five videos now uh, of my fashion shoots and different um, um, costume videos. And and they're usually quite exquisite. And it turned out beautifully. I'm very happy.
1: And well, so here's the thing: I have a list of people, and Bonnie is at the top of that list. Nicole Darshawa, um, Christine. There's a bunch of people that are on the top of that list of places I go to as refuge after I do my political thing. Because we do a political show, I do political writing, and it tends to get toxic and hateful. And now Bobby Love is on that. And I hope you understand the good you're doing in this world, because you put out so much positive energy. You put out so much good. Do you ever think about things kind of like in those terms of, Man, there's so much negativity in the world. I just want to put out this positive. I just want people to be able to escape and kind of recapture childhood and find their happy. Or are you just creating to create? Or do you understand the social implications of what you're doing?
3: Well, I got a lot of comments from uh, my friends and my fans who said that, uh, as you say, you know, that all my, most of the time my posts are about my costume creations and in beauty, I'm all in, about beautiful pictures and beautiful costumes and beautiful images. and and shining light in the world. And a lot of my fans, they they love that. They think that's like a nice relief when the world sometimes can be very cold and can be very uh, harsh and full of conflicts. So it's nice to have some counterpart of that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Fern, how many times have I told you I'm going to go jump over to Bonnie's page or Bobby's page or um, Rebecca's another one I'll go over on her page. There's so many positive people we know. Um, Rachel is another 1D did I go over there because sometimes you just get bogged down in the everyday life of toxic social media and politics?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know it's it's easy to succumb to negativity and it, reaching out to positivity, especially constant sources of positivity like Bonnie and like you, Bobby, like that definitely gives people a big uplift. Um, and what I want to know, I, I mean, I know you're very intelligent, you earned your postgrads in business admin and psychology. I would love to know what, the, what kind of part does the psychology component play into your actual design? Because I know they're two separate entities, right? They're right and left brain, but you're, you're educated and degreed in psychology. Do, does that play a part in your design, or is that just kind of like tertiary and doesn't play a factor?
3: Um, well, I think how it plays in my design is that um, – I've learned a long time ago, sometimes, you know, especially with artistic creativity, you know, not everybody like the same thing. Everybody have different cups of tea. So I have to be true to myself, and I, my, my designs are very over the top and sometimes outrageous, but still fun and, and elegant, you know. And I feel like um, the psychology part is that you just have to do what, what you artistically feel is the best expression of yourself and not care about whether people are going to like it or not. You know, and then when I design something, I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't really care like, you know, this is, is this something people going to like, you know, I design something like, is this something that I'm going to love and and if I love it, I present it to the world, you know, people can decide what they think of it and usually at the end of the day, people do love it because it's quite original and it's new and, you know, and my belief is that you have to be authentic and uh, unapologetic. If you can do it and, and be true to yourself as an artist, then there's going to be a, a place in the world that likes you and, and accepts you. And, 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 and that's true for anything, I think, for any human being. You know, you can present your most uh, true and authentic part of yourself and not be afraid whether people like you or not, you're going to find people who love you and, and find your own family. Wow. I think there's
2: a, I think there's a fine line between edgy... And complex, and I think you embrace complexity and make it very appealing, I mean, even down to like the high collars i 've seen a lot of high collar designs where it 's just it 's too edgy it 's too harsh it 's almost cold, and you bring a lot of warmth with a lot of complexity with a lot of happy and I think your designs are very very joyous and very happy yet also quite eclectic and very edgy without being harsh so that's kind of my take of what you do. I don't know if that's what you're going for, but that's that's kind of what I receive from what you put out, and I, I really admire you for that. Yeah, and and I
3: think um, comparing to a lot of different artists, um, my uh, designs I feel are more um, um, symmetrical, and and um, uh, um, you know I, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes a lot of avant-garde designs is really way out there, and not everybody's cup of tea. Um, you know, my 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 stuff is I think is, is it's kind of hard to describe. You know. I, I also call some of my designs... Um palace couture it's like in fairy tales what prince charming would wear <laughs> ah. one you know, kind of my my first inspiration is to show you know once upon a time on abc you know how they have you know the fairy tale land and they have the cu- current world you know and the fairy yes. tale land the designer on once upon a time has the most beautiful gorgeous costumes when i first saw that a few years ago i go wow that's really nice and i thought i thought to myself you know i can do something like that too in a more fairy tale land you know and that's how the genesis of my design started and and then you just evolve from there to from fairy tales to circus to Alice in Wonderland. Uh, but but my design is always uh, you know very um, uh, symmetrical is a word for it. But it's, it's uh, you know it's, it's not just all over the place for no reason. You know it's everything is a purpose and very detailed and and very elegant.
1: And you talk about evolution. That brings up a good point because your stuff is so elaborate, so colorful, so visually stunning. Do you feel like you're kind of in a place where you always have to top yourself? Or if you have like a seed of an idea, do you just follow that creative impulse to wherever it goes, even if it's not as lavish as the last thing you did?
3: Yeah, it doesn't have to be always very lavish. Um, I go by themes, you know, and and you know, um, I like I do collections. You know, one year I did a whole big Egyptian collection because I'm always intrigued by Egyptian calligraphics. I um, it's mm. that very interesting. And then I did the Alice in Wonderland collection, uh, which I have a couple of big hats with Alice Wonderland designs. And one of my most popular hats is three stacking teacups, and that's very popular. Um, You know, so, and right now I'm doing a big circus collection. Um, One of my last hats I created, you know, is this tall metallic-looking headdress with two horse heads on it facing either direction, and it's called Equus. And Bond is favorite, and everybody loves the Equus. you know. So um, I decided to do uh, my new collection with mostly animal heads, you know. So my new hats I'm creating, one has two elephant heads on it with the trunks facing up, one is with two seahorses with a coral spray behind it. One is with two unicorns. And one is with two deers with long horned bucks coming up. there like, you know, a feet the two feet tall. And, and one, the last one is hopefully with a merry-go-round. So, you know, it's go-by-themes and, you know, whatever And I feel like is uh, fun at the time.
1: But that's a, this is so much work. There's so much passion and so much love that goes into this. And I had read and I had assumed when Bonnie turned me on to your stuff and I friend requested you and I started checking out all things Bobby Love, I assumed this is what you do for a living. But then I had read in an article that this is just kind of your hobby you do on the side. And I was blown away. That this is something that's not even your full-time gig. Is that still correct? Are you just doing this on the side?
3: Yeah, well, this is, this is what I do for fun. <laughs> it's, it's funny because uh, this, I, this I, much I, I, energy
1: I, and work is just your fun. I mean, that's incredible to me.
3: You know what I think, Nick. Um, a lot of people you know, assume that you know uh, you have to do everything you know uh, you love at your work. And 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 you know if that's not the, not the case then you're not happy you know in my my opinion I think work is work you know I mean I think work is what I do to make a living and to pay my bills and hopefully it doesn't suck <laughs> but um, you know I feel like you know people we all have uh, our choices you know our passion and what we do outside work sometimes can can lead lead to great happiness you know so. So I think, you know, you, you, know you, you don't have to have to absolutely love everything you work, in you know, order to find happiness, you know, you can find your passion outside work that can bring you joy as well. In fact, I, I prefer that because, you know, people ask me, like, why don't I sell my, my design a lot? I say, you know, most of my stuff is couture, it's one of a kind, and when I finish it and when I get it back from my, my craftspeople, you know, they're so beautiful that I really can't part with it, you know, so wow. I don't really sell, sell it because it's like a piece of artwork. You know, so I'm building my collection. You know, eventually I'm going to have two, three hundred costumes and headdresses, whatever. And what I like to do is if I die, um, I'm just going to donate to a museum or fashion institute. And hopefully that they can have a collection and they can display to the public. You know, that's what made me very happy is like, you know, eventually if my my whole Bobby Love collection can be put in a museum somewhere for people to enjoy.
1: So do you feel like if you was to start selling these off, you'd be selling off a piece of yourself? So you kind of want to keep it to yourself and then leave that legacy to the world, like you said, through yeah, a museum?
3: Yeah, that's, that's why I prefer, I mean, you know, to, 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 to keep that collection intact and, and build that legacy, you know, so that, you know, if I donate to one or two museums that, that they can have the collection to show. If um, I say I'm looking at my costume, yeah, they're that's, just that's so much fun. They're so beautiful that it's, it's really hard to part with them
1: (laughs) that is amazing and and um well d can tell you and fern can tell you how much do i talk about legacy building fern where i'm like you know what i'm doing is because i want to leave some good in this world and i'm not trying to turn a buck today so i totally get where bobby's coming from i want to put these podcasts out and i hope 100 years from now people will be listening to them Yes,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. But I want to say, Bobby, like this is I've I've been in arguments or discussions before with people about true altruism. Like does altruism exist? Because at least you get something out of it. Even if you're doing something to help someone or whatever, you're still getting a piece. So does true altruism exist? And I would encourage anybody who doesn't believe that true altruism exists to listen to this show. And I admire you for that because you just want to give a gift for the world. It's something that you're passionate about and you just want to give to the world. And I think that is so amazing. And that I think is the definition of altruism. And you have done something that not a ton of people have done. I've had a smile on my face this entire podcast. You have made me very happy. I, I am so enamored with you. I know, but... It, you just make me feel so positive, and I hope other people can get that out of this because it's what you're doing is amazing.
3: And th- thank you so much. And uh, by the way, uh, for anyone who's interested, uh, my website name is bobby love, b o b b y l o v e dot fashion. And on there, I post all my costume designs, and I have about six or seven videos as well of all my costume designs and fashion shoots. They're absolutely beautiful, exquisite. So, if anyone is interested in you know seeing more Bobby Love designs, go to my website called Bobby Love Dot Fashion and enjoy yourself. I, you have a great time.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, now, I I want to ask Bobby because you know I love your stuff too. Do you ever get requests from other people to like? Do people ever commission you to do pieces for them?
3: I get requests all the time. Um, right now, um, I you know, except for some people very close to me, which I basically I make the costumes I give to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do a lot of requests at this time because my tailor is in Hong Kong and I'm in Los Angeles. So for me to actually produce a garment, I have to design it. I have to fly to Hong Kong, meet with my tailor, and, and, and give it to them, and he has to ship it back to me. So as you can imagine, the transportation and the cost is uh, right. quite, um, you know, the bar is quite high. Uh, so right, you know, and my headdress person is in Bangkok, um, and I have another headdress person here, uh, Sharon Hodge, which is in Los Angeles. Um, so, but because you know most of my my elves are, are overseas. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, you know, um, I don't really take a lot of commissions. Um, I get requests every week,
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I say, well, maybe,
3: <laughs> maybe at some point in the future, you know, if if I if I um, relocate my elves back, you know, uh, locally, you know, uh, it, it, it may it may make more sense. But right right now, I I'm just. Making the costumes and 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 taking them to balls and showing them and hoping people enjoy it. In fact, it's so funny. But last year, uh, I I got quite well known. Just like I, I go to a lot of balls and show my costumes. that I got invited to do my own runway show. So I was on the avant-garde magazine uh, runway show last year, uh, co-headline with Sue Wong and Merlin Castel. Uh, as you know, Sue Wong is one of the preeminent uh, bridal and dress designer of America. So I felt very honored to be a co headline with Sue Wong in the avant-garde magazine runway show last year and had my own show. So it was, it was quite an honor.
1: Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing. You've mentioned Hong Kong a couple of times, and I couldn't find a whole lot about your childhood or past online, but I did find you were born in Hong Kong. I'm not sure what age you came over to America, but being raised in Hong Kong, and I know you were also kind of sketching fashion designs at age 14, were your parents supportive of this passion of yours, or did it cause turmoil in your house that you were kind of pivoting away and going over to this fashion world?
3: Well, actually, I was sketching at 14, but I didn't really uh, full-time get into um, uh, costume design and fashion design until about maybe five, six years ago. So um, I, I started doing this when I was an adult. Uh, ah. you know, so, uh, yeah, and, and so that, that wasn't really an issue, uh, but, but now I, I, in every year since I, my cousin get bigger and more complicated and, and more you know, elaborate, and, and, and it's really pretty much like a late bloomer kind of thing, but you know, that's another thing to your viewers is that it doesn't matter how old you are, you can be an adult, you can be 20, you can be 40, you can be 60, it's never too late to find your passion and find your happiness. I feel, you know, if you're feeling something in your life that you're not totally fulfilled, then go and find, find a passion. Find something that you enjoy doing. And, you know, it doesn't matter if other people are going to like your passion or not. As long as you, it give you joy and you can express yourself, I, I guarantee you eventually you're going to find your audience and people are going to love what you do. More importantly, you're going to find more happiness in yourself and, and you're, going to, you're going to love it.
1: Wow, wise words. So, how do you stay so positive in a country right now that's kind of ripping itself apart with all the toxic social media and politics? How do you keep your focus on the happy? Because, like I said, I go to your page when I need cheering up.
3: You know, I Nick, I I believe in the power of positive thinking. You know, and you you can choose to pay your attention on whatever in this world you like, you know. So so if you go to the news, if you go to um, different social media, and, and sometimes if you don't like what you see, then you can just shift your attention. You know, as I say, create your own hobby, do, uh, create your own interest that you like, and, and, and focus more on that. You know, how you f- focus your time and your interest is up to you, you know. But I think... Being positive, the power of positive thinking is very important. And I want to stress it to all your viewers that, you know, trying to think positive and think of glass is half full because positive thinking is going to what drives success in your life. You know, so if you can focus on the positive and not focus more on the negative, uh, you will find that you have more success in your life and you have more joy in your life. And and you find people or situations that are very uh, negative or toxic, just, you know, steer your attention away from that and try and, try and focus more on the on the happy things and the positive things, you know, if you have the power to do that, uh, to, to, you are the, the master of your own domain and, and it's up to you to, you know, to, you know, create and maintain your own happiness and you are responsible for your own happiness. So, so, uh, you know, just, just guide yourself to the light.
1: Wow. That is powerful. Okay. Let me ask you this because I want to move on to uh, some Valentine's day stuff, but let me kind of finish up the fashion stuff with this. What is fashion to you? And what does fashion mean to Bobby Love? What is fashion to you?
3: Well, I think fashion is different to everyone. And, um, you know, I But I feel for like you,
1: everyone, what is fashion?
3: For, for me, fashion is making bold choices. I like a lot of color and um, I like to, you know, chart my own path. So fashion is whatever I, I feel like that, that season, whatever I feel like doing. Um, you know my when I go out actually I wear I have I have my costume clothes and I have my you know uh, street clothes uh, you know a more you know day-to-day uh, wear as well but even my day-to-day wear as well the clothes I I, I make it's always very fun and with both color and both choices and a lot of details uh, I, I guess I, I just love the details and I just love color you know and so so fashion to me is Charting my own course, and um, you know, I, I don't really like to, to go with what everybody else wear because I think sometimes it's nice to be able to set yourself apart and be your own, you know individual. And so, if if anyone look at my, my pictures on my website, uh, they can tell, or on Facebook, I'm Bobby Love on Facebook, and um, you can you can see that you know you know everything I, I choose uh, as far as what I wear, what I design is is, uh, is always very unique and um, and fun you know, the main thing is fun. It has to to be fun. It has to be...
1: Fun is good.
3: Yeah, fun is good. You know, interesting.
1: Fern, what do you always say? Perspective is key, right?
2: Perspective is key. And, you know, I want to go back to your analogy of the glass being half empty or half full. Um, I've always been of the mindset of a realist, and that is the glass is twice as big as it needs to be, which means it's neither half empty nor half full. But if you choose to look at it that there's room to fill it with positive and use the positive as fuel to move forward and stay true to yourself, which you are, Bobby. I understand completely why you and Bonnie click because you are a very genuine, down-to-earth, positive person, and she is the same way. Um, If you stay true to yourself and hang on to that positive and use that positive to fill the glass until it's full to the brim, overflowing, and then share it with everybody, I I think the country, the world itself would be a better place if everybody could grab that perspective.
3: Yes. I and, agree. And don't try and focus on the negative too much. I mean, you know, I, I know sometimes it's hard because of the what's going on in the world, um, you know, but sometimes just to be careful, you can drown yourself in the negativity and, and, and kind of stuff uh-huh. in the loop too. So just be very careful about that. You know, of course, we would like to make change. we like to help people, you know, but, but I think to maintain your sanity, you know, just, just be have to be careful and just not always get stuck in negativity because that can that could you know take it down to a very dark path as well and you know and that's not always uh, good. <laughs>
1: All right, Bobby, I want to finish up with this. I had Dee pull a positive story, so I want to end with something positive. Dee, why don't you tell everybody the fashion-related story that you pulled this week?
0: So I found an article on Bustle that named nine fashion brands that have a cause. And I thought this was a super cool idea. There are some that create t-shirts and flags to try to start conversations and keep things kind of on your mind Um, everything from human trafficking to just being nice to others but my favorite was this company called the giving keys and they're based out of LA and they make necklaces from repurposed keys with different words on them Um, and it's like strength or hope Or, you know, what just, you know, little words, just something to kind of help you hold on to. And the story is to keep the necklace until you come across someone who needs that message of the key even more than you do. And then you can give it to them and you can write on their web page, you know, what happened and how you met this person and really kind of try to inspire someone else to help pass on that hope or that strength that you had. Um, In addition to just making cute necklaces, they partner with an organization called Chrysalis that helps homeless people transition off the streets. And you guys know I'm a big advocate for helping homeless people to transition. Absolutely. Um, And they've also made it a habit to employ people experiencing homelessness to help them to find permanent housing so and you know they're about $45 for one of the larger ones um, which isn't cheap but when you consider everything they're doing it's awesome Um, and that was just my favorite one and they're thegivingkeys.com and I just I think there's no reason that you know, more companies shouldn't be able to do something to make the world just a little bit nicer, even if it's just say, you know, oh, we'll give 10% of our profits to charity or whatever. Any Mm -hmm. little ways to make the world better, I think is great.
1: But that's so true, right? We're all starving at this point for positivity. And now fashion is just another vehicle to give Mm -hmm. people light and hope in their life. Right, Bobby? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what you're doing is so incredible. Like I said, and I'm not just blowing smoke when I'm having a bad day. I go to your page. I go to Christine's page. I go to Bonnie's page and I find the happy. So what you're doing, I admire and I could not like applaud you enough for putting out so much positivity into the world.
3: And, and bear in mind to all your audience that, you know, creativity can take many, many forms, and artistic creation can take many, many forms. So it doesn't have to be fashion. It could be art. It could be music. It could be photography. It could be, you know, any, anything you choose that you express yourself create, uh, artistically and creativity. And, and But I think... The, the, the ability to find what is creative in yourself and, and start creating is, is what opened up the happiness for me and I think it opened up happiness to a lot of people. So everybody has the ability and the talent to be creative. So you just have to find your, in yourself what makes you creative and start creating. And I think I think that you'll, you'll lead you down to a, to a, a lot more light and, and a happy path.
1: Absolutely, and I always tell people, and I've said this a hundred times on this show, in these dark times the best way to rebel against this administration against the things that are happening in the world is to be happy to spread happiness to spread positivity and i think you're on like the forefront of doing that bobby thank you all righty um we got to get out of here bobby tell everybody where we can find you on the interwebs and any projects you've got coming up
3: Yes, as I said, my website is bobbylove.fashion, it's B-O-B-B-Y-L-O-V-E dot fashion, and on Facebook, I'm under Bobby Love.
1: Right on, I want to thank you so much, and keep doing the good work you're doing, Bobby, whether you realize it or not, you are touching a lot of people.
3: Thank you, and on Instagram as well, it's bobbylove.fashion, so look forward to talking to you guys again, have fun, thank you so much for having me on the show, I have a great time.
1: Awesome. Absolutely Alrighty D Fern So are you guys feeling happy as we finish up this Sunday?
2: Yes Oh I am totally totally, For totally. sure I, you
1: I know, know this will be right off these alley oh, D yeah. is such a happier more upbeat person than I am So I try <laughs> It takes a little more Alrighty. sometimes
0: to get me there uh, Yeah so I am ready to go uh, Shop at the Dollar General Because they have an extra 50% off clearance today so yeah, that's
1: one of the great things about D is it takes the smallest thing to make her happy. It, it takes me like a giant amusement park with a hundred things going on. D's like, oh, my God, they're having a sale at Dollar Tree. Woohoo.
0: Yeah. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I got a box of Band-Aids for 13 cents. Look at how cool this is.
1: I know. I have to meditate more. I was telling Dee the other day, the first time we meditated, which was Monday, we meditated for eight minutes, and the whole time, I thought up four Facebook posts, and I was like, is it sick? The whole time I'm meditating, I'm writing Facebook posts in my head?
0: Uh, it's okay. You'll, you'll be all right.
1: I, I really need to center myself, I think. All right, guys. I'm Fern. I'm sorry. Do you have any last words before we scoot Yeah.
2: Actually, I think I have figured out the formula for world peace. After talking to Bobby, checking out his work, we've talked to Bonnie before, checked out her work, and knowing April, I think if we got April, Bobby, and Bonnie together, I think we could fix all the world's problems. I really do. The world would explode in
1: unicorn Uh, happiness. We would all be tie-dyed and bouncing. We would become cartoon characters.
2: Seriously, Bobby had me at Unicorn Hat. I was like, I can't wait to see this. (laughs) But I think, yes, it would completely explode in rainbows. I mean, I think that would be fantastic.
1: And we need more of that. All right, guys, we are out of here. We'll be back next week, right, with Eliza Skinner.
0: Yes. Yep, yep. All right, we'll be back
1: with comedian Eliza Skinner next Sunday, and I hope you guys have a glorious week. And happy
3: Valentine's Day to
1: everyone.
0: Yes. We're not